Hello, sisters. We are on part three of Philippians chapter two, verses 12 through 30. And today we are going to go over verses 17 through 21. Have you ever felt like because of your faith, it seems everyone wants to take advantage of you? Do you ever feel alone in your Christian walk? Like, am I the only one who reads the Bible and actually wants to live it out? Sometimes we think all of Christianity is completely sold out to money and selfishness. Paul was dealing with much of that in his day as well. And today we're going to learn how to find ourselves a community of believers where we can really get to know each other on a deeper level so that we're not so easily taken advantage of. Hey family, welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives. Are you ready to dive deeper into your walk with Christ? Do you desire to learn His Word with a greater understanding that applies to your daily living? Do you feel like you're in a vicious cycle of victory and defeat? My name is Amy, and friend, I was so frustrated with my faith walk for decades. No matter what I did, I could not escape the symptoms that trauma from my childhood left me with. Not only that, I didn't seem to experience any victory that I read about in the Word of God. And even worse, I couldn't see it or experience it in my church life either. It all left me feeling even more confused and more empty. I knew Christ was the way and the truth and the life, and I knew His Word was the answer. So finally one day, I got fed up with living in defeat. And I became determined to find the Jesus of Scripture. I discovered true faith in Christ and had to unlearn much of what I had been taught. With God's Word and His Spirit, I have been free from anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and suicidal thoughts for almost 15 years. And I have learned a tool set to overcome my past trauma and losses. God's Word has transformed my life. If you are ready for truth and transformation, then hop into the slow cooker with me and let's marinate together in God's Word. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus and they love one another? They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning His Word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. All right. So verse 17, we're going to go into the verse 17 now. So Paul is saying, yes. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. See, Paul understood that his life, when he became born again, when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and then he was trained by him, he's like, I got it. My life is no longer my own. When we become born again, we're, we're taken out of the slave market of sin where Satan was our dad and he was influencing us. We had our sin nature influencing us. We had Satan and his minions influencing us. And it says we were a slave to sin, literally slave to sin. Well, now what is it? When we become born again, Jesus pulls us and snatches us out of that slave market of, of, of sin and puts us in what? The slave markets of righteousness, because we are now slaves of righteousness. And our lives are no longer our own. That's why Paul said there in, in Philippians chapter one, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. Remember, we went over the, the, the definition of bondservant, to think of others' interests greater than our own, to put others first 
to lay our lives down for others. That is what it means. And so here's Paul. He's saying, I get it. I knew that my life is no longer my own and that I'm going to pour out my life like a drink offering, like a sacrifice for others, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he did. He gave up everything, including his homeland of Jerusalem and all that that all that was tied to that so that he could go into the Gentile pagan lands and tell them about this man named Jesus who died for them. The only God, the true God to be worshiped, not all their pagan gods. And he laid it all in the line. He was all imprisoned a lot. He was beaten, stoned almost to death. He was shipwrecked, naked, fasted, starved. Um, you know, he, he had betrayals. People who supposedly were his brothers in Christ, and then they end up not being, and they end up betraying him. He had, you know, churches that um, he gave everything to, and then he turns his back and they start listening to false teachers. That's what the book of Galatians is about. You know, when you read that, he, he, he went through it all. He never stopped. He never quit because he understood that his life was not his own. And he was willing to continue to pour out his life for the body of Christ and for the lost and dying world. So he's like, if I'm going to be poured out, if I'm going to be a sacrifice, praise God. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not going to stop doing it. And he rejoices in doing it. And I'll tell you, anybody in ministry will tell you if they are truly actively involved in ministry life, serving, giving back, teaching, evangelizing, it's hard. It's hard. There's a lot of Judas kisses out there. There's a lot of pain and suffering that comes with it. But we we signed up for it. You can't imagine your life any other way. You can't imagine doing anything else because you love God so much and you love people because that love has been poured into us. You know, and it says that remember in Romans 12, 1, that our bodies are a living sacrifice unto God. That has been my um my life statement for 2022 and 23, but especially 23, where I just knew that God was wanting me to be reminded of this every day of my life. And that I it says here, I'm just gonna read it. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we are living sacrifices. It literally means we lay our lives on the altar of God and say, not my will, God, but your will be done. Isn't that what Jesus said to him? And if this cup can pass for me, he understood pouring out his life, pouring out the cup offering. He was about ready to make this sacrifice. And he was about ready to drink the cup of wrath for you and for me that was due for us. He said, man, if you can pass this cup, but not my will be done your will. That is our life mission as Christians, that we become sacrificial, giving, loving, 
pouring ourselves out for the body of Christ, pouring ourselves out. That's not just for the pastor, you guys. Matter of fact, that's what is making, I think it's 1,200 pastors a month leave the pulpit. Because everyone thinks it's the pastor's job to do it all. He is pouring his life out. If he's a faithful man of God and he's faithfully giving you the word and faithfully tending to your lives and faithfully serving you, he's pouring himself out. But you can't expect him to do it all. It, it, it will break him. All of us should be laying our lives down. All of us should be coming together and being living sacrifices. Paul was saying, I beseech you. Who is he talking to? The whole body. Anyone that read that letter 2,000 years later, you and me, I beseech you. I am begging you to lay your lives down as a, as a, as a living sacrifice for God. And if we would all get that mindset, imagine what we could do for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for one another. So many needs that go unnoticed and unmet in the body because we're not paying attention to each other. We're not laying our lives down. And so he says, I'll do that. I will pour my life out. I will pour it out for you. I will continue to pour it out for you. It's my service. It's my sacrifice. And I'm not only going to do it, I'm glad to do it. And I rejoice in doing it. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Because they were sacrificing too. The Philippian church sacrificed to get uh, stuff sent to Paul while he was in prison to take care of him. Verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. So he's like, I'm going to be, he's like, I was really wanting to come and be with you guys, but I'm, I'm in prison. Here I am. And so I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Or God's going to let me, you know, if I'm going to live or die. Um, he believed he was going to be set free and had, cause he really believed he had more work to be doing. But, um, but he says, I, I want to send Timothy to you guys. And I, I just want to hear how you guys are doing. And, and I want to, um, I'm going to send him there. I love this um, portion. Um, this portion has really ministered, ministered to me at times um, in ministry when it comes to this next um, section here. It says, verse 20, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. That really hit me. Um, I'm going to be really um, honest with you. I'm very vulnerable here, but as somebody who's in ministry and somebody who's... Um, you know, has souls that um, we, we, my husband and I take very seriously about tending to these souls and discipling them and loving them and serving them. You know, I understand that, that concern of going, I don't know who else would love you the way that we love you. I don't know who else would really care about your life and care about serving you and, and, and pouring out their lives for you. Because if is one thing I've seen is I don't see a lot of sacrifice anymore um, from many elders. I see people who can are eloquent speakers. I see people who entertain. I see those kind of things. See those those God given elders who will lay their life down for you, wanting nothing in return. It's it's a rare gem. I cannot express to you how rare it is. There are really great 
men and women out there that are that are really living out, you know, Titus and men who are living out Timothy three. But it is getting more and more rare to find in the, in, in our modern culture because verse twenty one all seek their own but not the things which are of Christ Jesus. A lot of people have selfish motives for doing what they do, whether it's the money, whether it's the power, um, whether it's a family business, whether it's they're just trying to build their own kingdom so that they can get on the celebrity circuit or they can go to their pastor's conferences and say that they are, that, look how big my church is. You know, I don't know because I, I can't judge people's motives. But this was going on back then where Paul was like, I don't know who else I could send. I don't know who else is like-minded like me that would love you the way that I would love you, that really care about your souls the way that I care about your souls. And he had Timothy. And I praise God that he had Timothy because I'll tell you, if you have even one person that's willing to just lay their lives down for the body with you, it helps everybody. It helps. Let's not be those people. If you do have somebody in your life that is laying their life down for you, that loves you, that really um, cares about pointing you to Jesus Christ, pouring the word into you, really living out the word, you know, Paul said, imitate me as I can imitate, I imitate Christ. You know, you have people like that in your life. They're rare gems. Don't take them for granted. Don't think that there's something else better out there. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls because you may find yourself in Egypt or in the wilderness, I should say, dying in the wilderness because you're trying to go back to Egypt because you wanted different leadership, because you wanted different authority. You didn't like what God was doing. You didn't like what God was putting together. And so you've decided you know better than God, started complaining and disputing. And now you're dying in the wilderness, trying to get back to Egypt, trying to go back to something that God had actually rescued you from, and you didn't even know it. And so not everybody has your best interest out there, even in, even especially a lot of people that profess Christ, unfortunately, and pastors, sadly, who call themselves elders, pastors, whatever title they want to give themselves. And so if you have a good one, submit to them, give them your time, talent, and treasure, help them build the kingdom with them. You'll be so blessed. Yeah. Again, I'm always here if you need anything. I love you so much. family. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would, head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, Don't forget, guys, until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work. Grace and peace, I leave with you until next time.